Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Salt Lake City, Utah, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. No holds barred radio, folks. Politics, film, sex, drugs, rock and roll, TV, and of course, our beloved UFC. And here I am with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ. Another week gone by, another week of life. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Buff? I'm good. I've been busy, 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 busy. As you've been busy, busy, busy. As everybody out there is busy, 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 trying to maintain our lives as we see it fit. But it's been a busy week. <laughs> yeah. It looks like you're doing filming for something or other. Yeah. There's a uh, very large company. It's the largest mortgage company in Canada. It's called, um, well, I'm not supposed to say what they're called. <laughs> okay. Well, don't say what they're called yet. It's okay. It's Dom Dominion lenders okay they're 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 a big company so i'm doing a series of tv commercials for them oh cool and um it's it's pretty cool very funny you know me i love being self-deprecated making fun about myself and right uh there's humor in each commercial and i'm uh, working with a great crew uh this this man i work with uh, garrett marciano he's actually the one that uh produced and filmed the uh, blue chew commercials mm. that i did and you remember how funny those were right right yeah well, i thought they were funny they were funny. They're yeah, funny they were funny so uh, he's keeping me busy. After the show, I got to head out to Burbank. I'm uh, going to shoot into the evening, and then tomorrow leave for uh, Salt Lake City for the big UFC. And That's it's great. A big UFC. Yeah, no, uh, Usman fighting. We're getting now to that sort of territory where, I, I mean, people have been entertaining the idea that he's the greatest of all time when it comes uh, to welterweight for a while. I don't yeah. think he's quite there yet, but every time he fights now, um, you're taking more and more notice because I think, uh, you know, he's one step closer to maybe laying claim to that throne. I, I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know necessarily what he has to do, but maybe it's just because George St. Pierre was so great to me, Bruce, that I have a hard time seeing Usman surpass him, but, uh, he's doing everything right thus far. I was just about to say, we're talking about GSP. So, you know, that takes, you take GSP's uh, crown. If you want to say that he is the greatest of all time, I sometimes have a hard time saying who's the goat. Because I believe there's a lot of goats, right? Um, yeah, a field of goats. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, there, there's there can be a pasture of goats, right? It doesn't have to yeah, just be absolutely. one. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. With respect to all these great fighters that have stepped into the octagon and put their blood, sweat, and tears on the octagon floor, you know, we got to give them all credit. But Usman is amazing. As far as uh, this rumor and this about him moving up to uh, light heavyweight, right? Middleweight, middleweight, rather, uh, one eighty-five. But then somebody mentioned light heavyweight and i'm like please calm down okay let's move up one division let's at a move time up one division at a time and see what's happening but they always say that to a certain extent about the you know the goats of this world from john jones to gsp to habib to to you name it right and again there we go i just laid out three goats right right yeah. field of goats right of yeah dreams, but i mean generally there goats. should be one goat of every division you would think but i don't know yeah well there should be but you know what time will tell time right. will tell i agree so getting onto this card this weekend, we've got Usman and Leon Edwards in the main event. 
uh, two fighters that I think have uh, both won the last eight of their fights. You know, they're both undefeated in the octagon, if I'm not mistaken. Well, what's interesting is these guys have actually fought before. And it yeah. was it was Edwards' last fight uh, that right. he lost, and right. uh, he's been flawless since then. And obviously, Usman's been uh, perfect. Uh, not a lot of people even remember that first go around, so it's going to be interesting to see what they look like this time around. Who's evolved more? I think Usman's a much different fighter than he was uh, previously on the feet. Does he want to yeah. utilize that? We'll find out. No question, no question. And Paulo Costa's back against Luke Rockhold. Rockhold, who's back. Yeah. Um, very interesting fight. I think Paulo is a minus 180 favorite in this fight. Uh, he looks great. I've been watching him on Instagram. You know, he's kept his weight down. It's like not a big cut the last couple days. I mean, he looks fantastic. Luke Rockhold, of course, looks fantastic. And I think this is not a battle for the co-main event of the middleweight division. It's probably a battle for who's the best looking fighter in the UFC. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like like uh, Joe Rogan said, Paulo Costa is God's gift to to women around the world as far as being the most handsome man in the world. And I think we used to say that about Luke Rockhold. I mean, Luke was... Rockhold, I think, was a model too, right? So Yeah, you know, yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got credentials. He's got credentials. You know, his career expands a long period of time. I think it's over 12 years, you know, between Strike Force and where he's gotten here. Uh, he's very focused, very determined watching his interviews. So I'm, I'm excited. This fight, I can't wait to see. But then right before, you got Jose Aldo and uh Debashili and it's like wow you know and if Aldo wins this fight I guess he he is due for a championship shot again do you think I don't know Bruce it's hard it's uh a rough division, I mean, th things division have changed you know what I mean so you have a different you have a different champion there atop the division I wouldn't mind seeing him fight uh Aldermaine Sterling um we got to see what happens though like he, he was just beat so soundly in his last title fight and I know he's the guy that just refuses to go away right you know like yep. he he's pulled off wins that people don't expect him to pull off and you know you want to talk about one of the goats he's one of the goats pound for pound truly one of the goats uh, you know, maybe in the latter part of his career, it's it's gone to hurt him there a little bit. But uh, I don't know. Like, I, I like seeing Aldo fight. It's hard not to smile when he gets his hand raised. I think beating Rob is going to be very tough for him. Uh, but if he wins and depending on what sort of, you know, style he does it in, then, yeah, maybe we're talking about him fighting for a belt again. We'll see. As always, the UFC provides never-ending entertainment. You know, it's there has not been a bad card since I can remember. I'm pretty excited about this. You know, it's funny, not funny, but I always look at the price they're charging for tickets. You know, mm. we go to Phoenix, Arizona, and I think the top price ticket was around 300 give or take. $500 in Salt Lake City. Wow. Yeah, I mean, think about that. That's like L.A. prices you yeah. know, to a certain extent. Yeah, no. Um, by the way, I love Salt Lake City. Beautiful city. An amazing city. Let me tell you, the last time I was there is very historical, not just for me, but in sports. I was there for the flu game with Michael Jordan. Really? Right. Yep. And I have a picture of Michael Jordan leaning. I was in the back because I had Michael, you know, as his manager, I went with Michael and had him open up the game for the NBA playoffs mm -hmm. against the Utah Jazz. And, uh, you know, we're on the floor the whole bit. I got a picture of Jordan leaning against the wall before the game. Didn't understand why. He goes out and scores, I think, something in the area of seven points in the first half, which is unheard of for him because he's such a scorer. They're down. He goes in the locker room, comes out, scores over 40 points, and they win the NBA championship. It was one of the greatest single man performances on a team right. that I have ever seen in my life. And get this, TJ, I got a ticket for the game signed by Michael Jordan, and I didn't keep it. I oh, gave no. It to Brian. I gave it to my brother. That's fine.
Well, did you get the flu? Uh, no, I didn't. I, they, when they were on the floor, they're all like warming up and stuff like that. But can you imagine that? The signed ticket to the flu game by Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's definitely a collectible. Oh, so that night after that, Michael and I went to dinner with, and it was the night I met him and we became friends, Charles Barkley. Oh, was it was it terrible? It was terrible. It was, terrible. It was it, no, the food was great. And uh, Dr. J, Julius Irving. Wow. Yeah. A lot of fun. Fun evening. Very memorable trip for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look back at my career and things that I've done. I, you know, it's like I said, I'll always be the one to, first one to cash the paycheck at the bank on a Monday. But these memories are go far oh, yeah. beyond. They're priceless. They're, they're just they're priceless. All right. Speaking about prices, we got to talk about some serious stuff here. All right. All right. This whole thing, what's going on in the world with global warming issues. TJ, it's becoming almost biblical. You know what I mean by that? What's up? It's just the things that are happening. You know, the California Oak Fire destroying, uh, yeah. you know, 18,000 acres near Yosemite, um, Los Angeles. We just got warned that in the next 10 to 40 years, we are expecting, and again, this is all predicted, devastating flood warnings, right? Right. You look at Lake Mead over in Nevada. Oh, it's bad. It's receding. 25, it's so bad. 28, it's, it's bad, you know, between the dead bodies they're finding and everything, and let's face it, it's probably a dumping ground for you-know-who or yeah. God knows what. Um, but they're already now anticipating, or they've told the state of Arizona, which this is where the water comes from, they're looking at a very large percentage less of water they have to prepare for. And I told you on the show a couple of weeks ago, there's one city in Arizona, pardon me if I forget the name of it, but they were told they had 50 days of fresh water left. Yeah, okay. and that's terrifying. It's terrifying, terrifying. It's like a month and a half. California now, the governor's introduced an $8 billion plan to preserve the fact that our state's diminishing, our state has a diminishing water supply. Right. We could lose 10% of our water supply in the next two decades. You might say, well, 10%, that's not that much. No, 10% is a, is a lot. Yeah, when you have millions of people. It's a lot. Yeah. And then they're talking about with this extreme heat belt that's hitting over 100 million Americans in the next 30 years. It's just we have so much horrific heat and situation to look forward to. You know that American farmers now are killing their own crops selling their cows and animals yep. because of the extreme drought. Like, for instance, in Nevada, the uh, I think it was alfalfa, they said. They're like, you know, shutting down or closing down alfalfa farms because of the water they need, if I'm correct in this. But can you imagine that? You're a farmer. You've got to kill your crops. You've got to sell your animals. It basically means you're, you're putting yourself out of business. Right. I mean, that is the more logical economic sense to be made uh, of those two situations for these these farmers and that's it's just weird it's like continue being a farmer or basically try to cash out and when cashing out is a more logical option it's it's insane well this is another thing where it points to the fact you know that with the population growing at the rate that it's growing the ability for us to have sustainable food right well if yeah. farms are closing down then we're losing our vast amounts of sustainable food and this is why the beyond meats of this world and stuff that are producing food you know vegetarian burgers and stuff like that they're probably becoming more important than ever. The question is, will they have enough supplies to create a supply, right? It's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I hope everything's fine. This is also negative for the future. It's just crazy. And I don't think we're going to see this in our generation, but the next generation, your son's generation, um, there's going to be some stuff going on, TJ. Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully we can figure it out. I hope there's people smarter than us that uh, 
you know, can come at it with a more optimistic mindset and uh, have some solutions. Cause right now there doesn't seem to be any. No, no, but we'll see. We'll see. So everybody do your part. And of course, as these things happen, I mean, right now where I live, we can't water our lawns more than twice a week. And uh, depending on the name of your street or where you live, it's either a, an even day, two days a week or an odd day, two days. Right. A week. For me, it's Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. For me, it's Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah. Have you noticed any difference? in your um whatever you call it your greenery your vegetation around your yeah, house yeah yeah it's it's not as green as it, it should be but you know whatever it's just That's it's right. uh it, it's just a uh, uh optical thing you know what i mean the grass is still alive that's all i care about yeah <laughs> something to play on that's for sure yeah. hey uh we're getting back to the ufc um dominic cruz you know came out against cheeto vera last week in the in the main event i did not announce it um i did not see it i saw the highlights uh, Dominic went down what three, four times before he was knocked out. Yeah, but he looked good. That's what's I heard weird he about good. it. He, yeah. uh, I mean, he looked to be fine, but he was getting dropped. I mean, he got dropped by a jab at one point. Um, yeah, yeah, he he was getting tagged and it was dropping him, but uh, he was competitive throughout. Well, then we'll see Dominic back unless he decides that that's the last of his fights. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, was he was he winning the fight? during the fight i thought time. he was yeah i mean oh, despite yeah? being despite being dropped uh I, I thought that he had done enough to win the rounds that he was even dropped in but uh because really? that creates yeah. a 10-8 round when he's dropped he was doing in boxing to... not in mma i forgot about that pardon me i still get mixed up on that all right but but he overcame the drops to still be winning the fight oh yeah 100 wow okay right. he wasn't always put out bruce he was just dropped you know what i mean in mma you're allowed yeah. to get back up and continue and yeah. You know, just being dropped one time isn't because uh, he wasn't even flash KO'd. He was just dropped. You know what I mean? So, right. Okay. Well, good for good for Dom, and bad for Trump with all this stuff going on. You see all this thing going on here? Oh yeah. How can you get away from it, Bruce? Well, you know, it's notorious when the FBI raids you. They have a reason, right? Yeah. And usually, an indictment's handed down. And this has been said by more than just myself, by, you know, p politicians that know. Usually an indictment's handed down in three to four weeks. Right. Of some sort. And now you got uh, uh, Giuliani, you know, his attorney, who is there testifying in Atlanta. Um, you've got other people that he's worked with that are pleading guilty left and right. I, you know, we'll see where this goes. I'm not trying to create a, you know, a Trump political conversation here. I'm just reporting the news. Right. But yeah. There's never been a president, ex or current, that has ever had a search warrant served upon them by the FBI in the history of the United States. Wild times. Wild times. Now, what is scary about this, if you want to call it that, is just like what occurred on January 6th, of which people are rightfully being convicted and being sent to jail for their roles in the January 6th, you know, attack on the, uh, uh, the White House. Right. And in Washington, is that because these people are still, you know, his followers are still as loyal as they are, if anything comes of this, and again, I've never seen civil unrest ever in this country as bad as what's happened since his presidency, right? As mm -hmm. witnessed, what's going to happen? How are they going to react? What are we going to deal with, right? Because we're dealing with a divided country to a large extent in many ways, shapes, and forms since his presidency and during his presidency. That's what bothers me, TJ. I don't know, Bruce. It's something that uh, we've never really been able to uh, figure out because we've never experienced it before. You know what I never mean? Never experienced so, it before, but you get a small example of the fact that the day he was raided or the day after, or uh, you know, the search warrant was served, 
that that man walked into the Cincinnati, Ohio FBI, FBI office, shot off a nail gun, carrying an AR-15, led on a search, firing from his car, having a standoff, and they took him out. And he was also uh, found out to be one of the people that was involved in the assault on January 6th which meant that he was one of those followers. I know, Bruce. It's, 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 that's, you it's get alarming. where I'm going. It's alarming. And I hope that nothing bad happens, but it's alarming. Let's just leave it at that. I hope not either. But you know what? If something is wrong here and it comes down, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, if anyone's looking for a podcast, there's a phenomenal podcast about uh, the January 6th incident called Will Be Wild. It's uh, from a company called Wondery. Uh, I've been listening to it. It's really, really interesting. Uh, I strongly suggest people uh, check it out. It kind of gives you a more behind-the-scenes look at what government officials were doing uh, besides the president on January 6th. Well, I, you know what? I'm going to make a note of that. I want to watch that. As a matter of fact, I've I've got to leave. i got to go to Burbank for this filming today. I'll have an hour in the car. So there you go. Give me, give me the name of that podcast again. Will Be Wild. Will Be Wild. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll send you a link. All right. Speaking about will be wild, you know, the NFL season starting. Um, I am going to be supporting the Raiders. I was going to do the uh, exhibition games, but they decided to hold me off till the home opener on September 18th, uh, which will be a big, big, big game. So I'll be there for that. But then you read in the uh, the NFL, the Cleveland Browns, you know, quarterback Deshaun Watson, who's been under investigation by these two dozen women that reported uh, sexual misconduct by him. Right. Yep. No, he's now been fined five million dollars. And he's suspended for 11 games without pay and fined $5 million. Um, That's crazy. But you know yeah. what? Again, you play, you pay, right, if that's the case. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just reporting the news here. Uh, but, you know, these are, these are serious, serious accusations going on. So now in the other world of sports, I feel really bad about this, TJ. Did you read about this Little League World Series player who fell out of his bunk bed? And he's in critical condition in no, the hospital. No. Falling out of his bunk bed. Oh my God, no. Yeah. I mean, I know things happen every day, but there's something about this that just it it's it just it's 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 horrible. Think I about it. I can't tell happy, you how many times I've fallen out of my bunk bed. I back had bunk in the day, beds but... too, and I fell a couple times too. But you know what? Listen, you can fall three feet and hit your head wrong and God knows what can of happen. Of course. Right. You know, I just want to send my best wishes out to this young boy. He's a 12-year-old boy. Can you imagine how, between his family, can you imagine how happy this, he looks so happy in this picture, how happy this young boy is to have made the world, the, the Little League World Series. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is. You know, with dreams of becoming a professional baseball player, maybe, as he gets older. Right. Um, but uh, he, you know, his favorite Major League Baseball player sent him a, you know, a video message. He's under sedation. Um, let's just send out our best feelings and, and you know, prayers to this kid and hope he gets out of this. Seriously, and, you know, yeah. Out of it 100%. Now, although, otherwise in sports too, uh, Wayne Gretzky, you know, his name keeps coming back in the, in the news, but for the wrong reasons. He's being sued uh, for $10 million, okay? What, what happened? He represented a weight loss gum. You know how you drop okay drop weight by losing whatever sure so an individual now is suing this is where you got to be careful even in my position when you represent a product you have to have in your contract right that you're you're a spokesperson you well you're a spokesperson but that you're not liable for any right lawsuit. the company's not yours you're not making claims exactly well that's where you got to be careful in the claims that you are making right but this guy, the man is suing the hockey legend, claiming that Wayne Gretzky said he lost weight over 
taking by shooing this gum. So now the guy's basically suing him for $10 million because anybody can sue anybody in civil court for anything. Right. Yeah. So the plaintiff, the guy's Stephen Sparks. He said he created a natural gun to manage weight and called it o OMG gum. And okay. uh, then he was hired by, you know, Wayne Gretzky's wife to be a spokesperson for the pro. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. So Wayne's back in the news for the wrong reasons. Oh my gum. I think the last time I read about, uh, yeah, oh my gum. I think the last time I read about Wayne being in the thing was when his wife was involved in all that gambling situation. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah, where she was, she liked to gamble. So, okay. Like you do. Well, yeah, but within reason. <laughs> within I mean, Charles Barkley likes to gamble. Yeah, he gambles. I don't know where he gets all that money, but he gambles. I know where he gets all that money, but Charles, <laughs> watch out. I've been with Charles, okay? I've been with him at the uh, at the roulette table. Yeah. Where he's betting seven numbers at 13,000 a number. Oh I watched him win a half million dollars on his birthday. We it was his birthday. Dang. We were in the high-level pit at the Mandalay Bay uh, in Vegas. So Half a million? Well, he was down, but he won it all back. Right, of course. That's crazy. And and roulette being the fun game that it is, is, aside from betting on black and red, is the worst odds in the house. Right, you know, yeah, it's like 1 in 36 on or something. All right, I want to go over a couple of passings here. Um, of course, you probably heard that Ann Hesch, you know, uh, died from that horrific car crash that she was involved in, whether she was um, under substance, uh, had, a, you know, her affected by the substances that she was on or whatever, but they figured that she died from smoke inhalation because, you know, part of her body was burned in that crash as well as the house she crashed into. So with all that being said, <clears throat> condolences going out to her family and loved ones too. Yeah. But somebody very, very special to me passed last week, a legend both in wrestling in judo in mixed martial arts because he was one of the original mixed martial artists ever but and a friend of mine for many years just come to my house to play poker with me wrote about me in my book as i wrote about him gene labelle judo gene labelle yeah awesome. yeah i was uh i got news of that and you know there's certain people that pass you just emotionally feel for her. And I got very emotional over that one because this guy was a great guy. Understood. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, he was a judge uh, in the state of California. Mm -hmm. uh, had, you know, close ties with uh, the whole GoCore crew. Um, Ronda close. Rousey, Carl Parisian, um, you know, Manville Gamburian. Uh, and, and also a guy that even if you don't know Gene, you probably saw Gene in a television show or oh. a film over the years because he, he was everywhere. Everywhere. He was stuntman. Yeah. Right. No. You watch, I was you watching watch. an old Married with Children the other day. It was on one of the television uh, channels I have. And, yeah. and sure enough, there's Gene in the background. Gene in the background. If you look at the old Wild Wild West, uh, you know, the Conrad series. I don't know if you ever watched that. It was one of my favorite shows. He was back in that. Gunsmoke. He was in everything. Everything, man. Everything. You know, so. He's a legend. He's a legend. Long, uh, long live the legend in our hearts and minds and my uh my sending my love my best wishes his wife midge is a wonderful woman i used to cut a rug on the dance floor with her when we would were at events together i hosted the uh the roast or the uh on the honorarium roast for gene labelle that was televised i was the host of that back when that happened i have a lot of a lot of um great experiences with gene and of course when you ever asked gene about steven seagal you know what his pat answer was what steven seagal was a great man and a fine no it is a it's a great it was a fine man and a great actor that's what he would always say but you know why people ask him about steven seagal 
because he choked him out on the movie set. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, when Stephen was saying, you know, nobody could choke me out, this, that, and the other. That story's gone around. If you ask Gene about it, that's the answer you get. But Gene, in private, and I'll just keep it that way, told me exactly how the story went. So we'll just leave it at that. Gene, you're a legend. You're in my heart. You're in the clouds. And um, I just wish you all the best, my friend. And Midge, love you, Midge. Wish you the best, too. Okay. So Shaq's son, and not to just quickly get away from that, amazing how the, the genes carry over, but uh, Shaq's son just signed a, it's a six-figure deal, but he signed a six-figure contract with a, uh, a league called Ignite, Okay. summer league contract. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. I don't know how old he is. How old is he? 22 years. Oh, he's 22 years old. It's got to be hard, though, to fill the shoes, not, not, not being figured well, literal but you know uh you know to step inside the game that your father you know is, is an icon for that'd be difficult but also too at 22 uh you would think that you know it'd be time to get into the nba but of course i guess he's got to pay his dues do you know that uh during his collegiate career he, he underwent open heart surgery who did uh he averaged 2.6 points and i'm reading this Three rebounds per game throughout his collegiate career, but he underwent open heart surgery while at UCLA, endured endured multiple foot injuries, including a stress factor while at LSU. Shaq, or his son? No, his son. His son. Oh, I didn't even know that his son played college ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, LSU is where Shaq is from, so obviously his son went to LSU too. But I thought you said UCLA. It says here. Uh, secondary contributor for UCLA, 219 to 20, transferred to LSU and okay. appeared in 24 combined games for the Tigers during the two seasons he was there for. Got it. Wow. Well, you know, cheering for this kid then, honestly. Yeah, you know, no, to obviously coming to all that, that to get to that level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, collectible time. Prince Harry, do you remember that, that of course. Vegas romp he had, you know, yeah. where they talk about it? This is crazy. The underwear. Uh -oh. that he wore that night is up for auction. It's received a $250,000 bid. Okay. It's a, the auction of the underwear he, he wore from his strip billiards game when he was there. Okay. So it's supposedly uh, an ex uh, stripper, dancer, whatever the proper term is, Carrie Royale, she, she got a hold of the undies. So two, it went from 16,000, 16,000, right? Opening bid of ten thousand rose to sixteen thousand, before a strip club owner from San Diego called in the bid for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's crazy. Okay. Go figure. I mean, seriously, really? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Frame it and put it up in your dance your, well, your yeah, dance place? Obviously, but still, like, why? Why would I don't know? Spend I don't money on anything else. I don't know either. You know, we read about these paintings and stuff. I talk about them all the time. How they find them in closets, they find them whatever, but. They, there was a drug raid, okay, in Iraq, of all places. Okay. And in the drug raid, okay, they basically found a Picasso. The Picasso they found is worth in the area of $28 million. Oh, my God. Who gets that? Seriously, wow. Who gets so is that? it I, stolen? Yeah, well, I don't I'm. I Let me see here. I don't know, but I guess I should know. Um, the drug raid was linked to many crimes, including murder, theft, kidnapping, rape, gang formation, corruption, family disintegration, uh, yada, da, 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 da. 
and because that's the thing about the fine art business they don't like know. They're, they're trying to figure it out when oh. you when you steal something like that how are you gonna sell it you know what i mean oh it'll sell well no when you steal something like that you can't sell it that's what I i'm saying think. how do you You're sell it in. when you steal like what's the point of, of stealing it but again if the uh i would say it goes into iraq whoever that you know they probably can confiscate it whatever in may a portrait of picasso's lover and one of his children uh titled uh femme nu couche couche rather i mean meant naked woman reclining 67.5 million dollars oh my god unbelievable no i mean believable but just crazy stuff it's unbelievable to me all right miller high life are you a beer drinker no well miller high life is coming out with an ice cream bar that, that tastes like with what's a dive bar? Have you ever heard of dive bar? A dive bar is like kind of like a grungy bar. Like you go, it's like a dive no, bar. No, that I know. Yeah. But they call it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's that what you said, right? So, in honor of the institution that is dive bars, like you just said, right, yeah, they're coming out with a hundredth anniversary of the ice cream bar, um, called the ice cream dive bar. Okay, okay, and it's infused with high life beer. Gross. Plus a, a peanut swirl to reflect the peanut shells that are always found on the floor of these dive bars. Right. A bit of tobacco smoke flavor, oh. as well as a caramel swirl and a sprinkle of carbonated candy and a dark chocolate chip, chocolate dip, dipped in chocolate. No, thank Honestly, you. this is something I will not be eating anytime no. soon, if no. ever. No, no one wants to eat that. Is that enticing at all? No. Tobacco smoke flavored? Get out of here. So, TJ, do you take naps? Uh, yeah. Actually, just took a nap right before we got on the air. Okay, good. And I think naps are great. I mean, I like to meditate, but, but it's, you know, which is, still gives you the power. It'll get more so, in my opinion. Uh, People out I mean, there that like naps, you should definitely check into meditation. You can get a 45-minute nap or equal to like a two-plus-hour nap in like 20, 30 minutes of meditation. Just I'm just not smart out. enough to meditate. <laughs> Well, when you do feel like you're smart enough, you try it out. Okay, here's the funny thing. And this is not funny, actually. People that nap are regularly linked to high blood pressure and strokes. Now, doesn't that kind of go against what you think a nap is all about? Well, now I'm starting to wonder if people need a nap or if they're just dying. If you, you know, like, because if you're taking a nap, you'd think they'd be lowering that stuff. People who take naps on a daily basis are 12% more likely to develop high blood pressure and 24% more likely to have a stroke compared with people who never nap. That's alarming. Maybe I need to stop taking naps, Buff. You, you're tired. You got to take a nap. But well, they, this is a study that was tired done because I'm dying. This was, a this was a study that was done with 360,000 participants. Wow, that's so a lot. This is no idle study. It's a lot. The thing that the thing that makes me who the heck comes up with these studies, and think about three hundred sixty thousand participants. That study probably cost a half million dollars or more, or million. Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's an alarming number, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it, very alarming. All right, let's go into a little trademark uh, law here. Mattel, N Nikki Mickey Minaj, is that how you say her name? Nikki Minaj. Yep. Okay. So she came out and give me your first impression on this. She came out with a product called Barbie-Q Honey Truffles. Okay. Spelled Barbie, B-A-R-B-I-E. Yeah. Well, who you're going to you get think, sued for that. Yeah. Who do you think owns Barbie? Yeah, you're getting sued for that. Yeah. It's the Barbie trade. How can you do that and not do your homework? 
No, no, you're right. getting sued for that. Rightfully so. She is getting sued. Mattel is suing her. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. So they're suing it down. And you know what? From my knowledge, and you know, I wish her all the luck, whatever. But I mean, not just her, the people that were behind this, because I'm sure she signed on, whatever her situation is. Do your homework. Seriously, do your homework. Now, why would oh, because it's barbecue. Instead of barbecue honey truffle, they made right. it bar B dash Q. Right, of course. I get it. But not yeah, smart. no, you're you're infringing. Not smart at all. Not smart at all. Totally. TJ, what's up with you these days? Uh, you know, I got extra rounds today with Jens Pulver, hanging out with yeah. him, former UFC champ, getting ready for your, the UFC coming up the Saturday night. That's exciting. That's exciting. That's exciting. We need well, you to know get Jens on the show. You know, Jens Pulver, you know, he, yeah, actually we would. People would probably enjoy talking to Jens. He was one of my favorites back in the day. God knows I announced many of his fights in and out of the UFC. Yeah. He actually did. He actually fought in uh, one of Dan Lambert's American Top Team events down in Florida. The AFC. That was the event, if I remember correctly. No, I did two of them, but one of those events was when they asked me to introduce O.J. Simpson, and I refused. <laughs> you remember that story, right? Yeah. I told him, you ask me again, I'm going to walk off, get another announcer. So I'm sorry if the listeners out there don't understand why I wouldn't announce him, but I, I don't think I really need to go into it <laughs> personally. So, TJ, you know, this big thing is at Paris. This is a big show. Now, what I learned about the Paris show, which is on December 3rd, uh, excuse me, uh, September 3rd, there's fifteen to 17,000 seats sold out, TJ. Right. Sold out. Yep. There were 204,000 requests for tickets. Wow. Most requests ever in the world for a single UFC event, ever. Well, this is one of the last big uh, places to fall. You know, for a long time, they, they had mixed martial arts illegal in the country of France. So uh, not surprising that it's a sought-after ticket. Very historical ticket, um, very uh, historical show. And again, we'll talk about it more before I take off. Uh, we'll have a show next week. That week, I got to leave on Tuesday, so we probably won't have a show. But uh, Cyril Gane and Tui Tui Vasa. <laughs> I'm sorry I've been giggling, but there's something about that fight. I just can't wait to see it. Oh, fireworks, pandemonium. Can't even wait. It's Carnage, mayhem. Mayhem, mayhem. You know, swinging for the fences, mayhem. It's going to be awesome. It'll be interesting with Cyril how he moves, the way he moves around the octagon, how Tui can cut him off and try to position him, you know, against the cage or center to, you know, throw his punches. Another big fight that night is going to be Marvin Vittori and Robert Whitaker. Yeah. yeah. We've been waiting, you know, waiting for this. I think this is going to be a heck of a fight. I like it. I like it too. Robert, please stay healthy. Please, please stay healthy. We'll go over more on that card, but I'm very excited about this card. I'm definitely going to be introducing the show in French. Definitely going to, you know, yeah. pay homage to the country. Yeah, I do. Listen, when have you seen me go to another country where I haven't opened up in the country's foreign language? No, I, I no, you always do. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I just, do it everywhere. How, how confident are you with your French game? Not a problem. Studied French as a kid. Nice. Um, you know. I don't know any French. Qu'est-ce que c'est voulez-vous de souffler fromage? You know, I, I, that's, I can get it down. No problem. Okay, oh, whatever oh, you oh. say, Buff. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Well, actually, I've had I've had training this last week and this week because the commercial <laughs> that I'm doing for the Canadian group. Yeah, I have to do them in English and in French. Okay, nice. So I got to nice. film two two commercial. There's one commercial, but each one's in a French and American version. So I've been I've been working on my French, but my warm up is oh, oh, oh. that gets me going. As far as French goes, I'm really into their fries, toast, and kisses. What you know the? How about French hamburgers? Mm. They always come with an egg. I, I don't, I've never had a French hamburger. 
I remember when the beginning of Pulp Fiction, when Samuel Jackson was telling uh, John Travolta about the uh, McDonald's burgers, you know? Uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese, all that. Yeah. Uh, it'll be very, very cool. Very cool. Let me see one thing. I want to make sure I have this all down. By the way, uh, the man, um, Dan, from uh, Memory Lane wants to come back on and talk some collectibles because the sports collectibles are really just going crazy. Sure. Crazy, crazy. So I think we should have him back on again. That was a while. I, I enjoyed that. That was a very, very good interview. Yeah, I liked it too. And we we talk about it. You know, we talk about it all the time, these collectibles. And have you uh is your son into the baseball cards or collecting? Not really, no. No, he's more into those Funko pops. Oh, the the, the little figures, the pop figures? Yeah. Like Brandon Mar like Brandon Marino. Yeah. Moreno. Yeah. You know, I have a, a pop figure. You want to see something funny? Did I show you the pop figure they made of me? No. Here, hold on. All right. Buffer's going to go find his Funko Pop. And you're back. Look at that. That looks good. You know why it looks good? Why? They didn't make it. Oh, they didn't? This was a fan in Australia that reproduced one just of me and send it to me this is really not by, this so that's is not, not an, that's not an official funko it's, pop no it's not an official pop this is this guy put this together and it's wow but it looks yeah. great i know does he work there like how did he put that together no, he's like just that? a fan he just does this i think he did it for a couple other people in the ufc of which i was one um it's amazing that's phenomenal looking yeah i should send this to pop and say hey guys no i no, i don't want to get him in any trouble but I would love, to, you know, I, I love these little things, these collectibles. You know, they're just so much fun. I want to get so one. So that's one of one right there. It's one of one. That's it. You know, <laughs> cracks me up. That's awesome. Thank you, fans. God, your UFC fans are the greatest fans in the world. My God, you're so amazing. So can't wait to see what it's going to be like in Salt Lake City. That arena is going to be sold out. Yeah. Fun time. Fun, I wish fun, I was there, fun. Buff. I won't be there. Yep. Yep. Well, the Mar Odom is back in the news. He's getting veneers, $80,000 worth of veneers he's putting in his mouth. How does that even work? $80,000. It doesn't cost that much. Let me just see one thing. Veneers are usually, could... they're around 2500 each. So yeah. 80000 divided by 2500 He's getting all 32 teeth done. Isn't there wow. 32 teeth in the mouth? There is, yeah. I just did 2500 and 80000 comes out to 32. That just seems ridiculous. I mean, the back ones can't even be seen. Usually... Um, when they do veneers, they usually do the, uh, oh no, 22 teeth he's getting done. So he's getting charged a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. he's going to Beverly Hills doctor. No one, right. but they usually do like the first four up here. Mm. Cause when you see people smile, you can see their other teeth or they'll yeah. do like six. So, yeah. you know, boy, that guy's been in the news for so many different things, but at least this one's a little more positive than the one I've seen before. Is it? I don't know positive for the dentist that's getting the uh, $8,000 right? gig. Yeah. You know, one yeah. time, to show you, listen, I doctors practice, okay? They're not gods, all right? And right. I have such respect for doctors and dentists and, and all this. Tremendous respect. But I'll tell you a little story. My mom, when she was, uh, she's going to be 94 in September, mm -hmm. but when she was like 75 to 80, right? Mm -hmm. I had to take her in and got her teeth checked and something had to be done, you know, one of her teeth. So that, so our dentist sent her to another specialist. The guy wanted to put implants 
multiple implants in her mouth, would have taken six months, put her through God knows how much trauma and pain, yeah. wanted 65000 dollars Oh my God. For that job. I took her to another dentist who said, You don't need to do that. Just bring her in and I'll clean her teeth every three months. Right? Right. Or at least two to four times a year. She right. doesn't need this work. Yeah. That's called getting upsold. It was like going in to get your car done and they're telling yeah. you, you suddenly need brake pads and you need this and you need that. Right? Yeah. People, That's ridiculous. Be careful. You go to a doctor. Yes, you've got to take the advice and everything, but there's no harm in getting a second opinion. You imagine that, TJ? It's not just the fact that it would have cost a ridiculous amount of money. It's the fact that you would have put an oh, 80, yeah. approximately 80-year-old woman through the yeah. pain and trauma, which right. could some, possibly kill, kill her. her. Yeah, 100%. Okay? Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, Everybody's trying to make an extra buck, Buff. Everybody's out for the buck, TJ. Don't kid yourself. It happens all the time. God almighty. Between these phishing scams, I mean, every day I'm getting an email. I'm getting a, a some oh kind yeah, of and you gotta be careful with those. Those message. look more and more legit every day. Like yesterday, somebody sent me. They said this is your bill for nineteen thousand dollars. They had their phone number there on their website. Okay, call the phone number. Doesn't work. Looked at the website. Doesn't exist. Right. Just hoping maybe I'll just pay it. You know what? You know how many people do just pay it? A lot. They send out ten thousand. A lot. And, and and five pay. Yeah, a lot. They can buy those those things anywhere. Uh, getting back to the Trump situation, you know, vi the ex-Vice President Pence uh, is considering testifying um, before the Jan 6 Journal, you know, uh, panel rather, you know, if they ask him. What a, what a situation our country is in right now. Yep. Crazy. 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 Right, TJ, I never thought it'd be this crazy, Buff, ever. What was that? I never thought it'd be this crazy. I never did either. I thought I, I, I mean, I never pretend to see everything because I'm always willing to learn something new. But I mean, this is just crazy. We'll yeah. leave it at that. But let's also think positive and realize how beautiful a world we live in and, and take advantage and be, you know, be uh, happy that we're on this earth every day that we are. That's all I can say. Yes, sir. TJ, let the audience know what's up. It's time for me to go. I got to get on set and finish filming this commercial. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, uh, today uh, is what day is it today? Is it Thursday? Thursday, it's Thursday today. Uh, so yesterday, as people hear this, uh, I did uh, extra rounds with Jens Pulver, previewing the UFC 278 card, and then immediately following UFC 278, I'll be back uh, live on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page uh, to break down all the action that uh, sees Kamara Usman uh, defend his uh, welterweight title against Leon Edwards. So hopefully people will check that out. It's available on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page or available anytime over on UFC Fight Pass. Exciting stuff. And one last note for me uh, to the audience out there. You know I love uh, film. I saw the Elvis movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I'll take a really look good. at it. I'll look, really I'll look good. At it. Really good. With some surprising information in it. Um, highly recommended. If you're an Elvis fan, I recommend it. If you're not, I just recommend it as a fine film. Definitely. And on Netflix, uh, Ryan Gosling's The Gray Man. Okay. It's John Wick on steroids. I know I that like sounds it. crazy because John Wick is everything on steroids. Right. And speaking of John Wick, John Wick 4 is coming out, and I can't wait to see it. So love those movies. Well, there I you like go. when the bad. I like when bad bad guys get their just due. That's what I used to love about uh, Liam Neeson's uh, taking. Oh films. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you wanted these guys to get it so bad, and they got they it. Just, they got it. They got it most definitely. All right, TJ. Let me go uh, play a little Hollywood here for the day, and then leave tomorrow and play a lot of UFC for the weekend, and then we'll be back next week. And I want everybody out there to enjoy themselves. TJ, have a great week. I will see you from the Octagon yourself while you're doing your round show. 
I'll see the audience and our fans from the Octagon on Saturday. Don't miss this show, everybody. This is a heck of a pay-per-view. It's going to be awesome. All right, set your goals. Write them down to be the best you can be. So when you step on that yellow brick road path of life, you are performing at your best. Whether you're the champion, number one, number 10, whatever. As long as you're performing at your best and you're proud of yourself and happy with yourself, then you're winning. That's what we're all about in It's Time Radio. I'll talk to you next week. Buffer out. Have a great weekend. See you from the Octagon. All the other good things that go with it. Big cheers. Bye-bye.